If I can invite you to remain standing for our scripture, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 18. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with skin diseases approached him. Keeping their, vo- their distance from him, they raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. When Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. As they left, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, returned, praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus replied, weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? No one returned to praise God except this foreigner. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I can invite you to be seated. Before I begin this morning, uh, I wanted to, to just take a moment. As you all know, our uh, Karen Screws retired at the beginning of October. And so our new uh, business manager, we've, we split Karen's job. And so we have a business manager and a communications position. And Denise Smith is here. Denise, you can just wave. I'm not going to make you come up here. Um, Denise is the new face. Uh, When you come by the office or when you call the church office, and then, of course, you know my wife, Mindy, who's handling the communications, uh, doing bulletins and other things. And so I'm happy that both of them are on staff. Denise, thanks for joining us today. She's here with her husband, Rick. They're members of uh, Our Lady Catholic Church, and they're worshiping remotely right now. So now is a good time for them to just come by and say hello. And so we're glad to have you all. Thank you. Friends, I want to begin this morning by um, sharing with you an article that came across my desk a few weeks ago. I was looking through some some old articles of Christianity Today, and the author was talking about the blessing of gratitude. And the author wrote something that, that kind of caught my eye, and I think it's something that we can probably assume is that people become more introspective and aware of gratitude and of giving thanks during the season that we are approaching and we are entering in right now. So the author had an interesting statistic that they used to illustrate their point. Has anyone ever used the site online called BibleGateway.com? No? Okay. Well, that's all right. All right, so Bible Gateway, you know, you can enter in and uh, it has multiple translations. There's a commentary. There's a search engine. And so on BibleGateway.com... There's this search feature where people can enter in a phrase or something you're looking for, and then the, the, the computer will provide you verses that are appropriate for whatever word it is that you've entered in. And so the author shared the statistic that as we approach Thanksgiving and Christmas, the search engine jumps exponentially for searches for the word gratitude, giving thanks, thankfulness, and thanksgiving. I think this is logical, don't you? I think this is a statistic that you and I can probably assume anyway, because the holidays get us thinking about our blessings, and quite possibly, they're also because people have been told as they come in for the meal, and someone says, you're doing the blessing today, and they go, oh, and so they have to go Google something to figure it out. So if you were to enter a search for any of the words above, you're going to find verses like the following, Ephesians 5.20, which says, always giving thanks to God for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or Psalm 136, verse 26, that says, gives thanks to the God of heaven, his love endures forever. Or Psalm 100, verse 4, which says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. 
Or Philippians 4, 6, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And Colossians 3, 17, which says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so each of these verses can help us to point our eyes toward gratitude and what it means for us to be thankful. And each of them are certainly verses that we need to take into consideration as we consider the blessings of God and the way that you and I can offer our thanks to God. However, this morning, I'd like for us to expand a little bit on the verse of gratitude as we look at it written in the Gospel of Luke. In Luke's Gospel, Jesus is headed with the disciples to the city of Jerusalem. He's in the region between Samaria and Jerusalem. He's in a literal no-man's land. And this is a place where Samaritan or Jew would need to seek themselves um, intentionally. And so it's a buffer zone. And Luke writes this, On the way, Jesus was passing along Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus is in a no-man's land. This is the only place where those who are exiled from their community could reside and live. These men had some skin condition. The gospel tells us leprosy. Other Bible translations tell us that it was a skin condition of some sort. Biblical scholars don't think it was leprosy as we think of it today. But it was something, and it was something that likely would have been contagious, and so it meant that they could not reside or interact with people in a normal way in terms of the workplace or their family or their friends or everything else. And so these men knew the law. And in knowing the law, they would have been reminded constantly that they were not allowed to come in contact with people who were well or who were healthy. In fact, we have seen and we know that if they are walking along the road and someone who is well or healthy comes, they were required to get far off the road to avoid those that were healthy. If they were traveling, they had to do that. They had to announce their condition. And they were bound by the rules. It was that or death. And so they saw Jesus approaching. And the scripture tells us that Jesus was with his disciples and the people stayed and they remained at a distance as they called out to him. The scripture says that they raised their voices. My guess is they thought to themselves this. My guess is they thought, I've heard of the miracles. I've heard of the healings. I don't know really who this guy is. I don't know if it's a sure thing. But at this point, I don't have anything left. And so they were willing to do it to take the risk, to try anything, even if it was something that they didn't really want to hear, something about, I cannot heal you, so they called out to Jesus in hope. And he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. That was it. Jesus didn't tell them to do anything special. He didn't tell them to go and wash in the River Jordan like we know in the Old Testament the general Naaman was told to do by the prophet Elisha. Here Jesus has authority, and in his authority, he tells these ten men to go show themselves to the priests. I don't know about you, as I read this, it's almost too easy, isn't it? But there's a catch. See, they have to go. They have to go to the priests, not home not on the road with Jesus, not to wherever else they felt they needed to be. To be healed, they had to take that first step and to show themselves to the priests. 
And the priests were the only one in the community who could declare them clean. The priests were the only one in the community who could declare them unclean. But they had to go and they had to show themselves as willing to be obedient. They had to be willing to go. And in the mercy of God, they had to find it right there on the road. And so Luke 7, 14 says, as they went, they were cleansed. They just went. They went and they were cleansed. They had to take the step. They had to be willing to risk it all. If they didn't go, they wouldn't have been cleansed. They wouldn't have been worse off. They still would have had their skin condition. They still would have been having to live where they were living. But they had to obey in order to receive blessing. And so the first thing that I think we can receive from this scripture as we think about what it means for us to be a people of gratitude is that we have to be obedient to Jesus. Whether it's in our healing, whether it's in our service, wherever it is in our faith, we have to be willing to take that first step. I mean, if you're facing addiction, you have to be willing to take that first step to approach and to try for sobriety. And then keep making that choice. To get out of debt, we have to take that first step. And then every time we're faced with that step or that choice, continue to make that right choice. To kick an illness or a sickness, we have to make the choice to connect with professionals who can help us to receive the treatment or the help that we need. In short, the 10 lepers were not cured. They were not healed because of their inactivity. They were healed because they were willing to act. And so we can connect this story with the story of gratitude. When we see of the 10 and they realize that they were healed, Luke 17, 15, and 16 says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. So the 10 men had gone as Jesus had directed them and they were healed. So the gospel doesn't tell us how far down the road they got from Jesus before they realized that they were healed. The gospel does not tell us that how close they got to the village before they either looked at their own body or they looked at the others who were traveling with them and saw the evidence that had occurred on their skin, the healing that had occurred. But we can assume that they did not get too far from Jesus because when the Samaritan saw that he was healed, he was quickly able to turn, return, and get to Jesus as he had already resumed his travel on on the road toward Jerusalem. And so the Samaritan knows he's been healed. He knows he's received a blessing that he could not imagine in his wildest dreams. And his first reaction was to offer gratitude. He didn't run to his family. He didn't run to his friends. His first act was to, to be in gratitude to Jesus and to God who provided him healing. His first reaction was the right reaction. And Jesus points that out by saying, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except for this foreigner? And so this is kind of troubling, isn't it? Jesus' reaction. Because rather than focus on the healing, rather than focusing on the one who, who did return to thank him, Jesus instead says, where's everybody else? 
Aren't there nine more who should be back here offering God gratitude, offering God thanks? Because Jesus was looking for gratitude. And the nine overlooked the call of gratitude that God asks for the, from those of us who worship him. One of the major calls, and that's why we can look in the scriptures and see so many verses. If you enter in to Bible Gateway, you know, thanksgiving, gratitude, giving thanks, all of these words. is because one of the things that God desires for those who worship him is for us to return as part of our worship, our gratitude. It's really not an option because gratitude is one of those things that makes you and I identified or identifiable as followers of Jesus Christ. And then to the one, Jesus said, rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. When the Samaritan caught up with the other nine as they went to show themselves to the priests, we can wonder how they felt when he told them of what he had done and what had occurred between him and Jesus. Did the other nine realize that they had missed an opportunity, an opportunity to strengthen their faith by being in relationship with him? The nine missed their opportunity to express gratitude. And while the Samaritan received more than just a healing, he received a relationship with the healer. See, today we're reminded that a thankful heart leads us to more blessings. For us to recognize and realize that, that the blessings that we have, we have to offer our, our blessings for the things that we've already been blessed with. Because the story from Luke 17 doesn't just show us the proper way to offer gratitude to God, but it shows us what an important part of being a Christian is, as being a person of gratitude, who offers our thanks to God, who offers our blessings to God, and who seeks to have God change our hearts so that in everything, we are a people who give thanks.